This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Caroline. Oh my god, it's so good to see your face. I know, I love you. You're my you're my hope. Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Is that the quote? <laughs> yes, it is. And you're like you're like my little Jabba the Hutt. Like you hold this immense power over me and the entire galaxy. <laughs> you're an unlikely an unlikely source of galactic power. No, you're my little Princess Leia. I love you. Thank you. Um, we're missing Clayton today. He's off uh, making Olivia Rodrigo a superstar. And for that, we thank him for his Dude, service. If he could just give us like 1% of what he's given Olivia Rodrigo, like <laughs> would we be superstars? No, I'm just kidding. Clay works That's so hard. Thanks. Clay's the hardest working person in the world. He works like seven days a week. I know. And, and then like 365, literally. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but by the way, how cool is it that he's with like who everyone is saying is the next Taylor Swift? Like, it's really cool. Like you always read about those glam teams that have been with someone for years. Like you're such an intimate part of their life. Like I'm obsessed with like Scott Barnes, like J Lo's longtime makeup artist, oh. and like you know these people have name recognition. Like they're famous in their own right in the hair and makeup community. Like Clay's a legend. I know he's it's so cool and her music is incredible like I just think it's so exciting that they're together I want I want it I want more I love that he's hitched his wagon to Olivia and lord knows I'm gonna hitch my wagon to Clay (laughs) I want any residual heat off that we will get it yeah um, Caroline, how are you? We have today a, a very special 
Q&A episode. We have so many great questions from the Gloamies. Um, and, you know, I know we posted on Instagram. We're sorry we've had to do a bunch of re-releases, but we've had some major scheduling problems, like legitimately amongst the three of us. We're all very busy in our own right. And there's been some little health things going on. So we do apologize. We're here now. We are getting right. We're going to, we want to give you guys a warning. We're getting ready to take another hiatus, which is just something that we've all discussed that no one, no one of us wants at all. Um, but we felt like it was, you know, given all the re-releases we had to do recently, we're like, this is kind of the only option at least for the summer. So. Yeah, dude, we don't want to be disappointing people like left and right. We don't do this podcast to like disappoint people. Like <laughs> we should only do it if we can within the limits of our schedule like release new episodes that make people feel good and make us feel happy, but you know, that's just not the cards right now. But as yeah. when we started, we brought back glowing up as a way to cope during the pandemic. I know. That is, that's, I totally forgot about that. We were both just like, we're doing nothing all day. We might as well do this thing we love with each other. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, things are different. The world's opening up. Like, I'm eating oysters, like, three to four times a week. Like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like, we all have such busy schedules. Like, Esther's gearing up to shoot Dollface soon. Like, I'm working on a bunch of shows. Clay works 90 hour weeks on Olivia Rodrigo's <laughs> braids like the, it, it's it's virtually impossible but like the reason we don't sound sad right now is because we all love each other so much and we think that the chemist I think that the chemistry between us is so great and I love recording with you guys and I know oh god speak too soon but I know that we'll be back in one form or another yeah, this is not the end of the road. We have plans. Um, we do, we're not letting go of you guys forever. And I'm certainly not letting go of these two superstars forever. So that's why we're kind of, this is, I feel like this is my attitude towards goodbyes. You know, like, it's not really goodbye. Like, we're going to do more. It, we're going to figure it out. We're, we're pressing pause. But when we pick right back up, we'll be exactly the same. Yeah, and, like, sometimes it's important to take a beat away, like, look at what was working, look at what wasn't working, like, how can we I best... I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Esther is now our editor, and that was better for the podcast. Turns out she's amazing at audio editing. I mean, not to be, like, so boring and serious, but it's true. It's, like, sometimes to grow a company, this isn't a company, but the analogy you have to step back and assess your supply chain and make sure mm -hmm. every piece of it is working efficiently because like if you just keep barreling forward and you don't address the root issues of like okay like what's a better way that we can record that doesn't like isn't impossible with our schedules like sometimes it's important to build that infrastructure step back and come back harder I love that analogy so much because you know I love pretending that I'm my own company and my own you business. You are your own company. <laughs> so I'm so, and you're so right. Our supply chain is a little wackadoo. It's a little low, and we need to fix it, figure it out, and then come back stronger. Anyways, anyway, let's shut the hell up. I know. Let's get to these questions that the Gloomies have been so thoughtful in asking us um i'm so sad clay can't be here because there's some great questions for him but unfortunately esther and i have to answer all the questions for us <laughs> so we will get his ones. questions next time 
Okay, so should we start with a couple of these general questions? There's so many good ones. Yeah, I I like this one right here. What are our thoughts on Taylor Swift? I love that one. I'm so happy you went straight to that. Well, because first, first of all, Esther and I have both met Taylor Swift together. Oh, I forgot. You're right. Which is like... That right there, any any answer has to start with that. Like, she's the most famous celebrity I've ever met, and I was with Esther when it happened. And oh, my God. Let's that, tell everyone about that. Let's remind everybody. So we were at the SNL after party. We had just watched her perform, and Caroline, I'll never forget this. Do you remember when they finished their performance, and then her and her dancers, immediately when the lights went down, they all ran to each other and were, like, hugging and jumping and, like, celebrating they did the performance. I mostly remember your reaction because you were like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, I would have never noticed that. But you were like, that's, like, what we used to do in dance class. Like, you had this whole – it unlocked this whole, like, friendship memory for you. It was so cute. Anyways, then we went to the after party. Esther's in her element, just, like – bouncing from like SNL cast member to SNL cast member, just like <laughs> yucking it up with Tiffany Haddish who hosted that week and like her and <gasps> Melissa Villasenor who have like all this history together. And I'm just like, like holding a drink, like standing right behind Esther, hoping I get like some downwind, like <laughs> comedy energy, just like, Hey, like I'm Esther's friend. Like we host a podcast together. <laughs> and Melissa Villasenor and Taylor Swift had apparently really bonded that week mm-hmm. because they both, it's a cat thing, I think. They yeah, both like have cats. Yeah, which makes sense. They both seem like, like, they're both super into their cats and like, they're just kind of cute little weirdos. You know how cat girls are. So, <laughs> and I love them. So Melissa and Taylor were talking and then I, this part's kind of fuzzy to me, but I do distinctly remember Esther being like, we have to meet her. Like, it is not an option. We are not leaving without meeting her. Like, you were so dead. I will sometimes, like, crumble in those moments and be like, no, I don't want to bother her. But Esther was like, no, no, no. You just stand right there. Esther mommed up hard. And you I like, think in Ooh. my head it was just like, oh, well, of course we're going to meet her. Like, she's going to be at the party with us. She's going to be chatting with our friends. Like, in my mind, I was like, this is easy. Like, we're this is happening. <laughs> I was it felt really high stakes to me it was like it felt like a bank heist for some reason and you executed I don't even remember what happened you just like we're like hi I'm Esther like this is my friend Caroline and she was so nice I know she was in such a good mood she was so happy you could tell that her performance went well like I felt like that everything was kind of riding on that for her that night that's right it was a very big reputation era like one of her first performances I feel like which was a very career defining era for Miss Tay Tay yeah she was really sweet she was she had a drink in her hand um her and Melissa were laughing it up and then I don't even remember what we talked about we talked for like a you know a good few minutes well Todrick was also hovering around oh I forgot about Todrick Todrick's like in the squad and I feel like Todrick was somehow tangentially a part of the conversation yeah but you definitely were told her about how cute you thought that moment with her dancers was oh really okay and then and then you pulled the ultimate move I think you were just like can we both get pictures with you (laughs) which is a pretty strong like at a party to be like, so can I just like pull out my camera and do a full flash photo with you right now? I know that was crazy. Like what? 
I that that's what like I'm saying is like the perfect. I was at like the perfect age where I felt confident at the SNL after party, but like not mature enough to know not to ask all the hosts and and people for photos. Dude, I think it's so admirable, and I remember taking a photo of you and Tiffany Haddish. I feel like I took a couple. Yeah, like you were you were on one that night. It was so inspiring. Sober, um. <laughs> not one iota well also the reason you were so hype is because i had all this gum in my purse and you were like i was giving you all this gum like you were my toddlers and tiara child and i was just hyping you up with gum and it's like you had never chewed gum before and you kept asking for more and more and more and you, it energized you i forgot that was the night of the gum where you gave me gum and it like turned me up you i was so excited i was like i'll take another piece please it was so funny but thoughts on taylor swift as an artist yeah dude i'm a fucking taylor swift fan i'm uh i'm not a stan Mm -hmm. but i really 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 like a lot of her old music especially like her country era pretty much up until reputation and then I kind of like the last three albums haven't really been for me. I have very strict policy with Taylor Swift. Like I know exactly where I stand with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I obviously, you know, I grew up as a dancer, so I gravitate more towards like mm-hmm. Britney Spears, the Madonna, the Gaga, the the women who are out there really like executing choreography. Mm. And that's not even a, a negative on Taylor Swift. That's just she's more of a singer songwriter and not also a dancer. So like I was never necessarily drawn to her. However, 1989, I do think stands out for me as one of the best pop albums, like, like in all the pop albums, like including Gaga Madonna. Like, I think that's up there in like the top five pop albums. It's really strong. Um, So I'm really grateful for that album specifically. And I think like, look, any woman who's out there telling her story, singing her song, like, let's give it up. I completely agree. We can't, we can't ignore 1989 and the pop pantheon. And thanks to our boy, my close personal friend, Jack Antonoff, who I've met one and a half times. Like he really, he took her there. Uh, It's just everything. Is he the guy behind it? I think that's right about when they started working together and he was like, He's a genius. Like, he's pretty much... I didn't know that. He's super responsible for that sound. And, like, the new Dixie Chicks album... I mean, he's everywhere, but he really, like, takes these pop girls into, like, such a cool, like, rock pop place. Like, Lord... I mean, I'm not pulling up his Wikipedia. You guys can do that on your own, but he's out. I also love Speak Now. Like, that, to me, was, like, the peak of her country era era, cresting into pop. Mm -hmm. So many bangers on Speak Now. And... Yeah, but she loses me in those, like, real soft, like, forest-themed, like, super singer-songwritery Bonnie, Bonnie Vare. Like, that whole Taylor Swift persona is not for me. I like my girl, like, strumming the guitar. It's upbeat. It's pop. It's about, like, a boy who doesn't like her back. Totally. That's for me. Totally. I almost feel like if I was still in my teenage mm. melodramatic years, I would, I would probably be really into those songs, but... You know, I've got enough problems. As a public-facing figure, I do think that she's toned down on this, but Taylor's, like, constant ability to paint herself as the victim in any feud. I don't love when white women are, like, relentless about making themselves the victim of, like, everything. Mm. 
because like you're not a victim like in the grand scheme of things you're like the most powerful pop artist of all time and I think that some of her some of her self victim like painting has been a little egregious and not on the money that's really an interesting observation because I have to say that you sound totally right but I can really see how being in a place of being a victim is like where like the artistry pours out because it makes me like I always think of when I've been dumped Mm. and that's when I'm the most like ready to be creative and like speak from that point so I I understand it but you're right it would be so much more interesting to hear like her interpretation of herself and her life like from like right fucking strong cool place yeah but she just like six her army of fans on like individuals and companies and she's like they hurt me like i'm the weak victim like go attack them and then she has like truly millions of fans which is amazing and iconic like the woman sells records never taking that away from her but i don't love that she like six six armies of like white basic white trolls from high school like high school trolls yeah we don't we don't like any kind of troll sicking but um any form overall very positive on taylor swift truly and just like the biggest figure in the music industry like absolutely unbelievable and i get like chills when i think about like her story like how she like grew up and she was like writing her songs then she just like played at state fairs like she really did it i love it cute story cute life cute life okay there's so many more questions more questions okay wow okay there's so many good ones um okay what about do you poop in public restrooms (laughs) this could be a yes or no like we don't have to do long answers on all of these when I have to go, I go. One hundred percent. I've recently heard about people that I went to high school with who said they never pooped at our high school, like in all four years. That really blew my mind. I just don't know how you can hold it. But no. I, mean, I absolutely. You got to play the game. I That's the best place to poop, especially if you're with a group of people. Like, what? meaning, meaning, like. I don't sometimes love pooping in my house or at my boyfriend's house, as we've discussed. But, like, if we're in public, that's such a get-out-of-jail-free poop <laughs> where, like, I'm, like, a mystery pooper and no one knows who left the smell. Anyway, <laughs> we'll continue. You're right. What are our current saved eBay searches? Esther, do you have any? I have a um, bunch. What are yours? I feel like you're going to nail it here. <laughs> Let me see. Um, my f- Okay. I have a lot of vintage Dior purse keywords, Dior small saddle, Dior pochette, Dior shoulder bag. Um, I have a lot of Ghani's. Esther, you know Ghani. I have a Ghani oh. size 36, which I think is my size in Ghani. Like, are you looking for Ghani dresses? Like, what do you, what do you, what's your dream if you saw a Ghani I have it at Ghani dress. I have it at Ghani okay. dress. Um, I have, I went through a Kate Spade vintage nylon phase, like the Kate Spade bags. no one respects that phase more than me. I just want you to know. Because they came in all these fun colors. Like I have these green Kate Spade bags and like pink and red. So I have a bunch of saved like Kate Spade backpack pink nylon. Like that's one. They get very specific, my searches. Um, Oh, Jeremy Scott, that crazy designer who did stuff for Adidas and like Moschino. It was very like pop art. He did this line for Longchamp, which are these like big canvas, like utilitarian bags. So I have Jeremy Scott Longchamp saved. It's a lot of fashion saves. Um, 
Oh, okay, I'm trying to see if there's any really fun ones. Oh, I have a lot of Prada. I love like nylon Prada bags, like vintage 90s ni Prada moments. Oh. Like a back. So I have a bunch of those saved in different colors, like Prada orange nylon, very rare. Uh... And then this is, I'll finish it out here. This is the best one. I really want a Betty Boop martini shaker. I've seen it on eBay a number of times, but I always lose out in the final bids. So I have Betty Boop martini saved. Wow. You're and a bunch more. I mean, it's, oh, and my uh, Versace butterfly. In the 90s, Versace did a bunch of butterfly print, like jeans and shirts, and they're so cute. So I have Versace butterfly saved. You know what I would really love to find on eBay is I used to have JLo back in the day had like a clothing, like a licensing deal with some clothing company. I don't remember, but she had, there was jeans. Like I had JLo jeans. Really? And they Whoa, had no, yeah. They had no back pockets. So they made your butt just like this, like plump little, like bare denim thing. And they zipped up in front. There was no button. And on the back, it had embroidered j-lo it Yo. was so cute i love the fit i love them so much and my friends used to make fun of me they'd be like esther you're a closet j-lo fan you never talk about her but you buy everything that she makes i wish i if i could find them on ebay i would be so happy but i don't have even i don't even know how to search for them i'll but set my, a save i'll set a save search for you now <laughs> Thank you. My recent eBay searches, I went through a really strong Juicy Couture phase where I was searching for like old, original, juicy velour zip-ups. I have a good collection that I put together off of eBay. I always am searching for vintage t-shirts on eBay. That's Same. kind of it. Like, I wish I had your skill level of search words, but you know, we're not all perfect. Well, I have great news. Um, the JLo jean, vintage jean selection on eBay is absolutely fire. I don't see one pair no. of jeans that's going for over $25. No, like, no. it's, they're all just the zipper, like you said. Uh, I, I literally found, oh my God, I literally found the exact jeans you're talking about. I'm I mean, te text me, text me. I'm texting it to you. They're not your size, but they're a vintage Y2K 2000s JLo low rise flare get out of here um okay so they're a size seven though so you should you're just gonna have to gain like 40 pounds it'll be worth it so i think i can do that i'm obsessed with ebay okay so what about mm, okay 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 what do we think drugstore makeup hair skincare favorites um what type of pasta would you be are any of these really calling out to you favorite non-dairy oh. what'd you say no, it's just, I don't know what question we should do next. There's so many good ones. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, those are the jeans I'm freaking out. Okay, sorry. We're back. We're back. Um, okay, favorite drugstore, okay. makeup, hair care, skin, uh, uh, favorite non-dairy ice cream brand. How any about of- what would your death row meal be? That's a really good one. Let me hit you with that one. Oh, my, mine would be my mom's cooking. Just Persian food, gourmet sabzi and crispy rice, like a huge Persian meal, like kebab, a Jerusalem Israeli salad, like the whole thing. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. I have I have a really bad answer, but I'm just going to go with it. My gut is speaking loudly. Um, this weekend, I was on a road trip, and we stopped at McDonald's. McDonald's. And... I had those fries and that sweet and sour sauce, and I was just about raving the whole five-hour car ride about how they tasted exactly the same from my childhood. They have not gone downhill at all. It's so rare when something doesn't go downhill. The sweet and sour sauce, the fries, the hot, salty. It was so delicious. So salty, dude. And I have to say, I think my death row meal would be, like, some chicken tenders, um... A quarter pounder with cheese. Yes. A really big fry, like a several fries. Yes. All the sauces, extra yes. sauce. Yes. McDonald's just really is. I'm like shocked at how delicious it is. Dude, that's their business. Make the food taste exactly the same at every location for every year. <laughs> it's it's a science. Like they're. The reason McDonald's isn't a restaurant, it's like an it's like an efficiency example. Like they've just mastered the most efficient kitchen possible and like standardized it across every restaurant. It's just it's like they're it's like they're building cars more than they are making food. Yes. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. And I'm I would all about probably it, get an Oreo McFlurry. Dude, what's your favorite? Have we talked about this? We have. I was going to say limited edition McFlurry flavor. Like, Well, did you see? I haven't tried a ton of them, off to be honest. I'm curious what yours is, but I just saw that now they have... Shut up. Caramel brownie McFlurry. Like, Yo. fuck you. What are we supposed to do with ourselves? Well, dude, I discovered the greatest hack. Last time I went to McDonald's, I'm just remembering this. I got an Oreo McFlurry and had them add caramel because they have caramel. They put it on the Sundays. Oh, everything. And it was so good. It was it was a game changer. How did you learn that hack? I want to say I just thought of it myself. (laughs) I genius. I, I, I don't really remember. I was like, it was a crazy it felt like the stars had really aligned. Like it felt like it was too good to be true. Like I couldn't believe I had never seen it before. It was insane. It was so fucking good, Esther. Highly recommend. Wow. Um, by the way, yeah. I've been meaning to ask you any updates on your Starbucks, um, one, your Starbucks order, but also your Starbucks. Yes, online. I do have updates on that. Yes, I have updates on all of that. So okay. 
First of all, um, I'm like somehow back in the Starbucks reward cycle. Like I'm desperately trying to hit my double point days. Like, and again, it's all because when you hit 400 points, and I think it's a point per dollar, that does mean I'm spending $400 at Starbucks. You get a free piece of merchandise up until up till $20. I have so many reusable cups. I am now dipping into hoarder territory like Trisha Paytas with reusable cups, but like I use them all the time. I think they're the most useful item like in my kitchen. Dude, I hit 400 just a couple weeks ago and I got a limited edition pride. It's like a rainbowy Starbucks reusable hot cup. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like the Starbucks reward system, like it doesn't, give me back what I put into it. It's such a one-sided relationship. But my updated order, and I'm loving this order, they have something called, it's a shaken iced espresso. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like a featured item. It's like a chocolate shaked iced espresso with almond milk. This is not a custom thing. This is like in the app. This is like a drink they have. And it's just their blonde espresso, which is the espresso I like at Starbucks. It's a lot lighter tasting. Almond milk, which usually, as we all know, Starbucks almond milk is fucking wretched. But they add in this thing. It's like a chocolate malt powder. And I don't love chocolate as a general rule but i love malt flavor chocolate malt like a whopper or like a malted milkshake like malt is like i don't even know what malt is it drives me crazy but it has that malty taste so i get a grande shaken this whole thing and i select light powder okay so it's like a little bit less sweet but it's still sweet and it just totally blends with the almond milk beautifully it tastes like a little milkshakey kind of this is, I get these all the time now. This is my new favorite drink. Wait, okay, so hold on. Pause for a second. I just looked it up. It's called the Ice Chocolate Almond Milk Shaken Espresso. I'm going to read the, the description. Starbucks blonde espresso meets cocoa and notes of malt shaken together and topped with almond milk and ice for an invigorating treat to power you through your day. Now, when you order that, can you just like, if I'm your barista, hi, welcome to Starbucks. How exactly are you ordering it? I, I, I say what you just said and I say light powder. Okay. Yeah. In the app, they've changed the app now. You used to be able to select like the amount of scoops of powder. They do not have that anymore. You just say light, regular, or heavy powder, and I just say light. Now, have you tried, because I fell in love with a Starbucks drink this these past few months, which was the, the um, oat milk brown sugar shaken espresso. Have you not had that one? I have had that one. I like that one a lot, but there's a crazy national shortage of oat milk at Starbucks right now. Speaking of supply chains, they can't get oat milk. It's like a huge issue. Wait, really? There's a, yeah, there's a nationwide Starbucks oat milk shortage. Oh, no. And I have to say, like, here's my thing. Here's where I stand right now with oat milk. I still love it. I like making my own the most. But I do find that a lot of store-bought oat milks, they're really heavy. And they have that, like, oil as an ingredient. What's your fucking point? (laughs) Sometimes they don't make me feel so good. Like, if I – because I like my coffee pretty milky. I've been doing something kind of different at home. I – do like an iced Americano or a hot Americano. Like I do my shot of espresso, add either hot or cold water. And then I try to do like this much milk at the top 
and if you can't see, I'm holding up like, like I don't know, like a quarter of milk or something. I'm just so surprised that you wouldn't try to get that chocolate shaken almond milk drink, but with oat milk. You haven't tried that? It's so good with the almond milk. I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it's that almond milk is so fucking light is what I'm saying. It's like watery. Like I sometimes like my iced coffees. I don't want them to be heavy. It's like usually like a nice afternoon. Sometimes it's my second coffee of the day, my little iced coffee. And I don't want it to be so heavy. I don't want it to feel like a meal. Mm. I want to still eat a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? It does. I, for some reason, I know you're I'm, personally feeling. Yeah, I need it. Thick yeah, I can and, tell. Thick and creamy. I get that. I totally get that. So okay. Let the oils kill me. I'll, I'll no, they're not going to kill you. It's just like a personal, like it's like a mouthfeel preference for me. Depends. Oat milk in the morning and my hot coffee. I don't know. I just. I like I like this almond milk drink. Give it a try, okay? Don't try it with I almond will. milk. I'm okay. the malt powder has me very intrigued. It's malty. It's real malty. Yeah, Starbucks is really upping its non-dairy game. I so appreciate it. I know. I think that's going to be a a big trend that's going to finally hit kind of mm. everywhere. It's like we'll see we're going to see more and more non-dairy options. Which I'm really excited about. Me too. Me too. Prayers that they get a better almond milk though. But it's good in this drink. It's good in this drink. Okay, so should we do some individual questions? Sure. Okay, Esther, let's ask each other which questions we want to hear. Okay, I think this is a really good one. Best tip for chronic headaches slash neck pain. Okay, you guys know I've dealt with this for years. It Mm has fucked up my life a long time. The best tip I have is not easy, but it is the only tip. And it is to find a way to strengthen the parts of your body that are Mm. weak, that are leading to this pain. So my problem was Mm. I have absolutely no core, no back muscle. So my neck was doing everything. My neck was doing all the work Mm. and it was crunching and creaking and just, it was really Mm. angry. And by that, you know, by three o'clock every day, I was having a terrible tension headache. I had to lay down, but laying down didn't help. You know, nothing was helping me. And I, I was at one recording my headaches in a journal and they were happening six days a week I was miserable I was suffering I I felt like oh I can't hold that bag because that'll help cause a headache anyways oh my god I saw several different physical therapists over the year and I slowly but surely started to realize the problem and it and it wasn't until I met this trainer where she was like this is exactly you know you need, you're completely weak in these places in your body. And so thankfully I have an amazing trainer who I meet with, who I still meet with. I've been meeting with for, you know, three years now. And if you can't afford a trainer, I say you go to YouTube and you look up really easy, really basic exercises that are not going to hurt you. Take it as slow. When I tell you I'm taking it slow and steady, like I've been, I've been working these muscles for three years. I don't have abs yet. I don't have back muscles yet, but they're there. You can't see them. I'm going so, so slow because I have to. So I would say you go on YouTube core, basic core exercise, basic back training, and you just go slow and steady and you will, you will see improvements. Like, and that's for me was kind of the only way. Dude, I feel for you. I, I, migraines, neck pain, head pain, these things are fucking debilitating. How do you, Esther, I know you would sometimes deal with migraines 
And that's an area that I don't really understand, but I feel like so many women struggle with. What are your tips when like you feel a migraine coming on? I know everyone's really different, but I'm just curious to hear like when the migraine's coming, what do you do? So over the years, I think I've actually realized that most of my headaches that I thought were migraines were actually severe tension headaches. Oof. So they were caused by the, you know, the neck, shoulder, jaw problems. Um, I do recall that I've had maybe a couple migraines and mm. those I differentiate because I wake up with them and I have nausea. I don't have the fix. I but I will say this, I am not going to suffer anymore. And if those start happening to me again, I'm going to get prescription medication. Um, there Good. was a point where a doctor had prescribed me something. I can't remember what ended up happening with it, but I would say that you have no choice but to lay in a dark room mm. and take pain relievers. Oh, you know what I recently got was migraine. Oh, what is it? Oh, Excedrin migraine. Mm. Has Excedrin caffeine migraine. in it. What? They have caffeine in them, right? A lot of people yeah. swear by like, when I feel the migraine coming on, I chug like a Coke, like full sugar Coke. I say don't even go there and just have Excedrin. I have a huge bottle of it. I can see it right here on my desk. If it's coming on, I grab that. I don't care. I'm not shy. Like we're going all, all the way. I'm putting on lotion. I took off my shirt while we were talking and I'm putting on body lotion. What kind? Um, it's kind of an interesting lotion. It's, I got it in France. Um, do you know this brand Topa Creme? No. It's like a very French brand, and I feel like they make a lot of, like, I don't know, really universal, like, skin-healthy lotions. But when I was in France, they had this one that was, like, a, very, a hydrating glitter lotion, which feels like very Bath & Body Works, but I just trust this brand. It's, like, Ooh. all their lotions are so nice. So I like save it for summer, and if I'm gonna have skin exposed, I do my Tapa Creme Ultra Moisturizing Sparkling Body Lotion. Oh. So okay. Okay, Esther. let me get a question okay. for okay. you. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Okay. This two I really want. Okay. Do you ever get writer's block? Um, I would say that my writer's block more comes in the form of like clinical procrastination and like just a general hatred of like the act of writing. It's really hard to write. I really don't like doing it, especially if I have my phone in the vicinity, like looking at my phone and just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram is like a hundred times more interesting and appealing <laughs> to me at any given moment than writing. But, um... I will say this, I read this advice from this, and I, I was like, I, I think a lot of writers do this, and this writer, John Schwartzwelder, who's this like legendary Simpsons writer, gives this advice, and I think it's really, really good writing advice. If you're writing a script or you're writing a scene, like, all you have to do is get the bones down, like, the worst version of the dialogue possible. Like, it's literally like, okay, Esther and Caroline, Esther has to break up with Caroline in the scene. So it's like, Esther, I'm breaking up with you. Caroline, why? Don't break up with me. Like, no jokes, just get down the bones, because it's so much easier to rewrite and, like, fix lines and, like, punch on dialogue than, like, actually put the words down on the paper. So that's sometimes how I deal with writer's block. Like, I just get bullshit down and then I go back and fix it later that's a really good advice you know what always I'm always like 
not to be a hater, but whenever I hear someone say it, I'm always skeptical. Is when someone's like, I love to write. I just Ugh. love to sit down and write and write and write. I'm like, then I don't think you're doing it right because you should hate it. <laughs> yeah, like Friendly Wood says, like go, all good writers, I'm butchering this, but like oh, she like hates to write. Like <laughs> you don't, you're not a writer until you like literally fucking hate writing. It is so, it's so sad though. It's like, why is it? I know. I want to have a healthier relationship with writing. Like I really do. I just associate it so much with work and like being on script for a show and like having to go write a scene. Then like, I haven't written a ton of things just for pleasure, which like I want to write a movie just for myself and like see how that feels. But I've been so busy with work and those are like my goals going forward. But no, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) (sighs) I like some parts of it, but, like, the actual act when you're, like, have a deadline that's, like, looming over you, it's not fun. Can I also ask you, how's your dating life going? Um, no, it's, no, it's totally okay. I mean, I have this, okay, I have a lot of guilt about this because I feel like I promised, over-promised the Glomies that I would be, like, regaling them with all these, like, tales of dating and, like, all this stuff that I'm up to, but the reality is... I kind of like started dating someone pretty early on and being single and we're still together. So like, you know, my ass went from fucking boyf to boyf, just keeping it long term as always. So like, I think there are interesting stories maybe like in dating that one person, but it's it's also been like the pandemic. So we like haven't been like going out and like experiencing all this crazy stuff. But I will say this. This is the most interesting thing about this. This is someone I've known for a long time. We were friends first. It's me. <laughs> it's Donut. And I <laughs> I um I had a crush on them and I am the queen of crushes. I will get crushes on fucking everyone and anything in my life. It's such a bad habit. I think I put men on a pedestal. I think it goes back to daddy issues, but like I'm such a crush queen and I'll never do anything about it. I'll just let it eat me up inside. I never speak my true feelings. I'm like, they never like, they'll never like me back. Like, I don't want to say anything. Like, it's too embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed of myself. Like, it goes back to this like low self worth that I'm sure a lot of people deal with. But in this case, like, I really was a friend. I really liked the person and I really treasured my friendship with them. And something came over me that has never come over me before where I was like, I'm going to tell them I have a crush on them. I really don't even care what they say back. I'm just going to feel so good after telling them. And it's going to be such a weight off my chest. And I want them to know. I don't want it to be weird between us. Like, I don't want to hold this secret in any longer. Like, I just want to get it out in the open. I was not scared at all. It was such an empowering feeling. I've never had it before. You were like me at the SNL after party. (laughs) I was like, can I get a picture with you? (laughs) Um, And I told them and it went so well. They were immediately like, I have a crush on you too. It was Ah! such a good romantic feeling. Oh my God, that's so cool. I guess I just say it to be an example. and like, tell someone you have a crush on them. The worst thing they can say is no. And that's not so bad if they say no. And it's, like, so much better to get things out in the open than keep them inside. Sometimes you build these things up in your head and it feels impossible to talk about. The act of even just merely saying these words feels so insane and impossible. You're like, I can never do it. But you actually say them and it's so not a big deal. And it immediately, like, 
moves you forward in your life. Like you've made a choice, you've taken action and like things can then change. You don't want to get stuck in something and like not be saying something and holding something inside because that's that keeps you stunted. That keeps you like repeating the same patterns. Like I'm any chance wondering. you that yes, any chance you can any way that you can like move your life forward and make change, highly recommend doing that. Rip off the band-aid and just throw just it. Just do it. It's never as bad as you think it's gonna be. Ever. Deep in the net will appear. Yeah. I mean, I'm similar to you. Like, you know, I always like to make the first move. Um I love that. I, I just, love that for you. I stand by that. I think it, it just that works for me better. <laughs> I love that. Mostly I respect never, that so much. Mostly because I've never been hit on, but <laughs> same. Esther, same. Like I do pretty much make the first move with guys, but I, I'm still a scaredy cat. I think at the end of the day, and I don't know. We should all be braver. The what's yeah. the worst that could happen? Like ask yourself that when you're scared to do something. Usually yeah. it's not that bad. Get rejected and you'll it'll hurt and then you'll move on and you'll be stronger for it. Promise you it's not that bad. Absolutely promise <laughs> you. If Esther and I can do it, you can do anything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so Esther... Yeah. Mm, okay. What's your What's your current bath routine? That's a really good question. I love hearing oh about God, people and their baths. Such perfect timing because I just had a great bath yesterday. So that's my girl. I love to spritz a little oil in the water. Um, right now, I'm using this Osei body oil. I just like uh, it smells so freaking so good. Fucking I just do like three good. pumps in the water, just just so that I know it's there. Um, I just ordered a huge thing of Epsom salt from Amazon. What kind of Epsom salt? Just literally Amazon brand, no scent, just no like no scent. One. Yeah, because they're always scented with artificial fragrance, and I'm like, I don't even I don't like Doctor. Teals or whatever. And that might not. Actually, I think it is. I think check really? the package because I think it is. So I just get the plain one. I pour a ton in because I recently remember that Epsom salt is good for digestion. What? And I've been a little, you know, backed up here and there, a little travels, a little this, a little that. Oh, forget so it. I've been throwing a ton of Epsom salt in the bath, a little bit of oil, relax. And then I just got this that brand O U A I the way way they de- I they have a detox shampoo, so I do like a really good mm. you know lather of that. Um, it says you're scalp. supposed to only do it once. 
Yeah, you're so you're only supposed to do it once a week. So I, I will be switching off. I also use a function of beauty shampoo that I like, you know, created myself that's like good for oily haired ki- kids. Dude. Like me. Yeah. I just I'm done with the fucking brands that don't offer a greasy haired girls option. Like I'm done. I I the difference when I use a shampoo that's for oily hair versus not is so strong that I can't ever go back. So this means like sometimes I wash with detergent. I wash dish soap. I need to actually feel clean. Yes. I, I well, have let's dish- talk about this because one of our questions for both of us is how do you deal with a flaky scalp? And okay, I think we have the same kind of hair, which is like the one thing that we share, super greasy hair and flakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go back to what you're saying. Sometimes you use dish soap. Yeah, I keep it. I keep a bottle of dish soap in my tub, like on the side of my tub no. with all my other shit. And like sometimes I'll just I'll reach for that and I'll throw a little bit in, and I always end up using more than I thought I was going to. But that's when I wash with that, my hair looks so amazing the next day. But again, most people aren't like us. They're not. They're not so so greasy. Where I feel like some people want that shine and that oil, but I'm trying to strip it away. I mm. want my hair to feel dry. I, I, I just feel so much more confident when my hair feels dry. Um, oh, okay. Let's, here's what I'm currently doing. Yeah. I absolutely rely on my weekly scalp scrub and I've tried a lot of scalp scrubs and I keep gravitating back to the Brio Geo charcoal, like peppermint scalp scrub. It, it, a lot of scalp scrubs truly feel like a body scrub. They're like that all grains you know what I mean this is like a shampoo it's like liquidy (gasps) and gelatinous and there's little scrubby beads in there it smells like a York peppermint patty it has this like pepperminty chocolate smell and it's so easy to get in your scalp because it's more gelatinous it's not like these like hard like pasty scrub and it foams up so beautifully which I think I'm like you like I like a foamy detergenty kind of thing but it's free of like parabens SLS like all the bad things And I really get in there once a week. And to me, oily, flaky scalp, my number one line of defense is a very aggressive manual scalp scrub, whether it's with my Brio Geo or like whatever shampoo I'm using. I try to get in, I go section by section and I'm digging my fingers into my scalp, making sure the shampoo is being aggressively massaged into the scalp. I get the back of my head, and I even have a shower scalp brush, which I'll hit it with, and I'll just like scrub back and forth until my hair is so soapy, and then I rinse. And sometimes I'll even hit it with a second shampoo if I'm using like a less detergent-y shampoo. I'm no stranger to two shampoos. They do it oh. at dry. They do it at dry bar. That's how I learned I about it. I always do two shampoos. My mom was like, "You can't just do one. You like, can't. I- you actually can't." And Esther, you have really thick hair, so I, you definitely need to. Anyway, so when I use that Brio Geo that has like a little bit of peppermint oil in it, and like my scalp tingles afterwards, it's a really good feeling, and that's really cut down on my flakes. And I try to shampoo like once or twice a week, so I really need those shampoos to count. Yeah, I yeah. am with you in that. But flakes, man, I think the only thing that helps for me is a scalp scrub. Um, and when I'm shampooing, like, it's a very aggressive shampoo. And, like, mm-hmm. I use my scalp brush or something. And I, a lot of people really benefit from 
scalp serums with like salicylic acid in them to kind of like clear that dead skin away. I haven't personally tried those, um, but I've heard really, really, really good things about that. Okay, interesting. Um, well, Caroline, this has been really great. I always <laughs> love talking to you about this stuff. I feel like we're on the same page. I, I want to do a slow sign off because I want to check in with each other about what's going on with Fishwife. Mm. What like you're running this company? Like, what do we need to know about it? Well, Fishwife, we launched our rainbow trout and the response was so positive. We were featured in the New York Times. We Ah. got a bunch of amazing press and like, I know I hyped up this trout a lot, but I'll continue to hype it up. It's the most delicious thing I've probably ever eaten and I've eaten a lot of tinned fish. It's a smoked rainbow trout sourced from this amazing farm in Idaho that it's this farm is like fed into with these huge, beautiful Idaho waterfalls. If you go to the Fishwife Instagrams, check in our saved highlights. We have all this um, content from visiting the farm in Idaho, and you like won't believe your eyes. It's the most beautiful setting. It's called the Magic Valley in Idaho, and the trout are just raised with no antibiotics, no hormones. They're fed this natural spring water. Like it's a true amazing American American trout farm, like the best in the world. So the trout, you can feel good about where the trout comes from. It's smoked so beautifully. It's got this smoky flavor. It's on the drier side, which I like. I just squeeze a little lemon in it and take a toothpick and just pick out chunks. They come right out. Mm. My mouth is soaking wet just thinking about it. So our trout is amazing. That's still available at eatfishwife.com. The packaging is so fucking adorable. And next up, we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Like we've got our our sardines, which have been in the works for a long time. It's going to be a very limited and exciting drop of sardines that are caught and hand-packed in on the northern coast of Spain. They're lemony. They've got a little lemon in there. They're going to be awesome. I'm so excited for people to try those. The packaging is so fucking cute. And then beyond that, we are bringing back smoked salmon. It was one of our first product offerings, but getting the supply chain right on the salmon was so important to us and finding like what the most sustainable source of salmon is. You know, how can we do it and make a lot of those cans in a way that we feel really good about? And I think we're locking it down. I just tried some samples last week. It's fucking insane it's the best thing i've ever had oh my god so i'm so excited for that we're gonna have some merch coming this summer which i'm so excited about we have some really cool collaborations coming up so yeah keep an eye on the space eatfishwife.com follow us on instagram at fishwife and kind of collaborations like with other like fish people or could be with some exciting food brands could be Ah. with some exciting merch people like I don't want to say I can't con- cannot confirm or deny anything, but wow, uh, Esther, tell us what's going on with Sleepover. Yes, yeah, so Sleepover is my pride and joy. It's my clothing line. We sell um, hand sewn and hand uh, dyed sweatpants, hoodies, t-shirts, sweatpants. Um, bralettes. I basically, what I did was I tried every hoodie, every fucking sweatpant, every 
every lounge bra and I found my favorite ones and I combined all my favorite things about my favorite ones and I made what I consider to be the perfect high-waisted, cozy, thick, fleece sweats. Um, And, you know, it's a really big deal because everything is made in LA, which is like extremely rare. If you look at any label that of clothes you're wearing, it probably says that it's not made here in the USA, which is people like to avoid that because it's costlier, but it's in fact way better for the environment when you make things locally. Um, so I'm really proud of that aspect of it. And I've been really enjoying the creative elements to it as well. Like, um, the next drop is going to be inspired by the Twilight Zone. Wow! <laughs> and the one coming after that, uh, I'm really, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm really excited. It's got like a a, a dark but feminine feel to it, Ooh. and um, I always like to say that the best way to be in the loop with Uh, my sleepover brand is through SMS marketing, which is you just text this number. It's all free. It's not any kind of crazy scam. It's literally just, this is how you get a text when a drop is, uh, out and available and you get like a password. So you get early access, but all you have to do is text to the word sleepover to, um, eight, four, seven, six, four, eight, nine, zero, nine, eight, because we are a small company. We're still doing small runs. So things sell out. Um, in your size quicker than you might think. So I always say like, if you're, cause I, then I end up getting all these emails like, or DMs like, it's not there. And I'm like, if you sign up for the text, you will actually get your size. So that's that. I'm, I, and I'm expanding. I mean, actually, I will say, I think I'm expanding. I have two new, I don't like two new styles. Um, so there'll be two new like clothing pieces that I've been what? developing that will drop well, I'm really excited about yeah I'm so excited my sleepover by Astra sweats really blew me away they're so <gasps> really? comfortable Esther they're so comfortable they look so good they're so high quality I like <laughs> it's counterintuitive but to me they're like I don't want to wear like they're so fancy to me like I love them so much I'm so afraid of getting a stain on them that I almost oh like God. keep them at they're my fancy sweats I'll just say that they're my formal sweats. I just That's kind of so what I like to view them as, uh, is like they're like a formal, like you can wear them and still feel really nice. It's true. Esther, this was so fun, um, as always. I, I just. I just. I'm speechless. I, I'm going to be looking at eBay like in two seconds. I, I can't wait. Yeah, um, get on your saved searches and. Yeah. What else is there to say? Caroline, thank you so much. And I hope everyone goes to eatfishwife.com and sleepoverbyaster.com. Check out our stuff. Support. Yes. Support our little crazy adventures. Um, Thanks, you guys, for listening. Again, we really, really appreciate you. I can't stress enough that I I feel so lucky that there's people out there that care to listen to our nonsense you know as much as i care about it so i know same the glomies have been so ride or die they've been like so there for all these big moments in our lives and they've taught me so many things and like sent me so many cool products like i don't know they're our friends legitimately our friends
A podcast network.